Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the AN After Show. It's me, Lindsay Leverage with Anime News Network. Also, Jackie is back from Yay. San Diego Comic-Con. She's gonna be giving us all the lowdown on you know, the sites and stuff that was happening at, at the convention over the weekend. And James is here to Yo. talk about both Made in the Abyss and we're gonna talk about Nope, but we're gonna keep it really spoiler light. I'm not gonna you know, ruin the movie because I really want all of you, if you haven't seen it, to go see the movie, it's, it's great. But um, yeah, we're gonna be diving into that. And we've got just a, a little, little bit of news before we get into our Made in Abyss season two episode three horror show recollection if we're not all too traumatized by that episode because oh gosh it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot i'm like was telling Lindsay, i don't even know if i want to watch this show anymore at this point (laughs) that is um reasonable that is a probably a reasonable conclusion to come to after what all the manga readers just keep popping up in my mentions being like it gets worse like, right. I mean, like, it doesn't cool. even make me like want to watch the show at all and i actually really like the show but anyway yeah. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt we got a lot to talk about yeah we got a lot to talk about uh jack i'm gonna let you go first with our san diego comic-con lowdown i saw some of your videos that came in from the show and it looked like they were really pushing uh dragon ball z quite a lot over there yeah Honestly, it was interesting. I was uh, talking to a lot of our colleagues at Crunchyroll, and they said at New York City Comic Con, which I didn't get to attend. Um, Lindsay, did you? Uh, no, I went to Anime NYC last year, AJ but I didn't. Go- yeah, AJ went to New York City Comic. Someone we had went, but they were saying that um, like WB and Marvel like pulled out of New York City Comic Con, and it was basically like an anime expo. Oh, like, really? So, okay. It was, and I was like telling them it was interesting to me because comic-con obviously i think leans more um comic book heavy if anything like sci-fi western fantasy etc right but um it was to me like there was just so much anime and it was just to me really it really made me realize like how much anime is growing and um just like anime you know it covers fantasy and sci-fi and all this stuff so i just think like um, since so many people already like those fandoms, now it's just like anime is like easily becoming like another option for people who like that stuff. Okay. And um, somebody else, I forgot who it was out of the colleagues I was talking to, but they were like COVID helped them so much, like because people were forced to stay at home and then people were like, well, watch anime because, you know, they weren't able to make live action shows. And yeah. there's, there's just such a, a a giant anime library already, you know? So um, I was really impressed with anime's presence at San Diego Comic-Con. I went to San Diego Comic-Con almost 10 years ago, I think in 20... Gosh, I had to be... I Shoot, damn. It might have been 10 years ago. I'm yeah. 25 or something. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, ew, I'm about to throw up. But anyway... Um, but yeah, and so I was just like, to me, that that disparity was like wild. Um, but like you said, it was really Dragon Ball heavy. Um, Bandai Namco had a Studio Ghibli um, exhibit. They had a Gundam exhibit. Um, they had a Tamagotchi exhibit, which really didn't do anything for me personally. But, you know, yeah. And then um, I think multiple outlets that kind of paid homage to Dragon Ball Z. I think Bandai Namco had like a really big... Um, 
kind of like exhibition you would call it and it was outdoors and that's where you saw me doing like the um poses i was like on a nimbus cloud yeah. i was actually kind of bummed they had these like light up um sections and so you yeah. could be on one side and be on the other and it was and you like you know you could have a friend so it was like super interactive there was the great ape which was like honestly i think about life size like how oh wow in real life yeah because you know, I'm like six foot. If you look at the video, it's it's like towering over me like a building. You know, wow. So it was it was probably one of the most impressive like anime displays I've seen. Period. Um, and Crunchyroll leaned into Dragon Ball Z as well. They set up Piccolo's house because obviously the new show is like yeah leaning really hard into Piccolo uh, because he's kind of like the star of the new movie I think with Gohan. So um and. There was an exhibit that had life-size um, figurines of, like, the new villains, which I was oh, like, okay. so I honestly, and then probably one of the coolest things is that they had, like, every single character, um, like, kind of main character from, like, honestly, like, Tien to Yamcha to Goku, Vegeta, like, all life-size. Oh, wow. It was, like, it was so cool. So I think, like, for me. You're like, the- here's my squad. Yeah. I, I, like, I have this video where I'm like, this. oh, and another thing was that somebody made um each saga with figurines and i think that video is going up on our social media a little bit but um that was so cool to me you know oh and i forgot okay last thing okay the dragon ball super concert literally was probably my favorite thing out of the entire oh wow out of the panels out of the parties out of the exhibits the dragon ball super concert um I don't know. I think there's tickets that are going to be on sale soon, but it was just such a ride down memory lane. And the music was so beautiful. And like my friends and I were all singing like Chalala, like the Chalala <laughs> lungs at the end. Yeah. We we're supposed to be filming. And I didn't know that. So like I was like filming the whole time. Oops. And this guy literally is behind me screaming. He's like, stop filming. Stop filming. I'm like, <laughs> couldn't hear him and Cheyenne is just laughing hysterically yeah. and I was just like and then she was like you knew that guy was yelling at you to like stop filming but I was just like so caught up in the moment and there's like fireworks going off so oh, like, wow. hear this guy pyrotechnics <laughs> and everything yeah yeah so like honestly I think it and I kept on telling the people at Crunchyroll that I was like I never thought like anime would be on this scale and mm-hmm. I mean like not to get super cheesy but I was like if my brother could see where things are at now like because he he passed away a few years ago now and i'm just like i, I don't even think anime would i, I just never even imagined anime yeah i know it felt it yeah. was so niche when we were you know growing up with it it was just sort of like something you knew about on the dl or maybe you yeah. could watch after school on tv but you couldn't go to a concert or, or dragon ball at sand yeah yeah i'd have one booth at a con yeah you know what i mean like at least for me because i grew up in like colorado you know what i mean so it was like it wasn't like you know, Anime Expo has probably been going on for years, but like for me, it was like I would go to a con to see anime, and it would literally have like one booth where they were selling wall scrolls and plushies. You know what I mean? It wasn't, yeah. like a, it wasn't an exhibit, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway for me was just like how impressive like anime is now, and just like it's it's growing and it's insane. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to make it to San Diego Comic Con at least once. I've actually never been, so yeah, I need honestly, to go. Lindsay, you should definitely go. I think especially now that I've seen, because, like, at first, I, you know, I went kind of as a rep for us, um, and I was like, I don't really know how much anime stuff there's going to be. Yeah, right. I I genuinely felt like that. Um, And, I mean, you saw my video of the wrap-up. Like, I think, honestly, the anime stuff was the best part. But, again, maybe I'm partial because I like anime. Yeah. 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 James, have you ever been to San Diego Comic-Con? 
No, no, unfortunately, I have not. Um, I've been to uh, I've been to De- Denver Comic Con once, um, which obviously is nowhere near um, on the same yeah. scale. But uh, I haven't been able to make it out to the West Coast. But someday, someday, yeah, someday for sure. All right. The um, next thing we wanted to we're gonna pause anime and manga for a second and talk about Jordan Peele's new movie Nope, which hey, there, there, there are at least one, if not multiple, anime references in Nope. There is. So, there's a blatant. A, there's a blatant Akira motorcycle reference in it. And I was in a theater with like five people <laughs> and like, she does the Akira slide. And I was like, ah, and I'm sure they just thought it was some weirdo who hadn't made any noise during the entire movie, but then freaked out because <laughs> she slid on her motorcycle. And it was like, I got that reference. Oh, Thank you. Funny. I literally um, leaned over to my wife and did that thing where I just said, Akira. <laughs> she nods because she also likes she also likes that film but i was like oh yeah <laughs> yeah i need to look it up because she's also got like a sticker on her motorcycle that's um it's a, a yellow smiley face but it's not smiling it's just like the line but it doesn't look just like the emoji and i was like wait doesn't doesn't he have that on his something like that on his jacket or maybe i'm just thinking of watchmen i don't remember i needed i need to go look at Anyway, but that's not really the point of Nope. Akira's not the point of Nope. Um, I just, if you like Jordan Peele's other movies, uh, Us and uh, Get Out, I would put this one second. I think in, like, everyone's got their preference, I think, of the three. I would put Get Out first, um, Nope second, and then Us third. Us is much more. so good. Yes, Get Out's just still really, really good. Us is very, like, kind of high concept, but it doesn't really come together as well. This one I think is really good in that it um, it lays a, it. You can enjoy it. I was, we were talking about this earlier, but you can enjoy it on multiple levels, which is you can go see Nope and take it completely at face value and just follow along the plot line and you know enjoy it for a horror movie about extraterrestrials, or um, you can look at it, it's it's got another layer of commentary about the exploitive nature of uh, the film industry. In general and like fame and what it does to people and the sacrifices people make to be to be famous and it's got another layer that's about how um the air james put it the arrogance which i think is a really apt way of describing it the arrogance of um mankind's uh pursuits of control and commodification especially of uh people themselves and also like celebrities and um, also nature. So that's kind of like the bigger, bigger themes of it. You can really, there's a lot to dissect if you want to like get into the nitty gritty, which I find fun. Like it's, you're dissect, I, you can dissect it the same way you can dissect like Utena or um, yeah. Evangelion sort of stuff, you know, where it's like, yeah, this is, you know, what's going on on the front, but here's also what this symbolism here means. Or, you know, the director does, Peel does some interesting stuff about, um, about what you look at and what you're not supposed to look at, like what you're supposed to ignore. Um, like don't, you know, look at it too much because then it's really depressing. You know, don't, you don't want to know how the sausage is made, I guess is kind of what's going on there. And he does a couple different like side things in the movie. Um, I was talking about this in a discord where there's a scene where they're all in a diner, uh, the three main characters and they're all talking. It's a brother or sister and this uh, guy who works at Fry's Electronics, which like barely oh, exists anymore. Uh, I think it just—I think it actually just completely shut down. Oh, did it really? Fries? Oh, that's sad. Uh-huh. Um, but they're talking in a diner, 
but you can hear sort of this muffled noise um, and you can see out the, the window of the restaurant that like these soccer kids, I don't know if they're kids or like young adults are getting into a fight and like it completely distracts from what you're supposed to be paying attention to. He did it on purpose because you're not supposed to be staring at them, but you can't help it. And then it does this pull out shot of the diner and you can see like they're still fighting. And I was talking, like I said, I was talking to people in discord about it and it's like, yeah, um, totally distracted me during the movie. I figured out like that they were soccer players and that it was a team versus just this one guy who was mouthing off at him. And they were like about to get in a fight. But meanwhile, the main characters are trying to like decompress after a really stressful event. And I don't know, it was just sort of a clever aside directorial decision, reinforcing like what you're not supposed to be looking at. James, what did you enjoy about the movie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much everything you said. I think for me, um, and I'm going to make a, a horrible admission here, I still okay. haven't seen Get Out. Oh, <laughs> I know. Um, what? I know. I haven't seen Us. It makes me yeah. feel better. So I'm, you know, I feel like I'm like, oh, I need to get that. I know. I. It's one of those movies where I just, it, it's one of those movies where I've wanted to make sure that when I watch it, it, it's like the, I have no distractions. It's, you know, I have enough time to like watch it and like break it down. Um, and it, it just hasn't come together yet. But um, I would say that I think I prefer Us a little bit more. Um, mostly oh, really? Because I think that, like you said, the high concept of that movie really appeals to me. Yeah. But um, I really just dug, uh, we were having a conversation with my father-in-law earlier and he was asking us um, what kind of movie it was because he knows that Jordan Peele is known mostly for his horror films. Yeah. And while this movie has definitely horrific moments, yeah. Um, to me, I mean, the, it, <clears throat> it, it's not an original comparison that's been going around since the movie came out, but it really does feel like a very 21st century take on Jaws. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the way that Peele is able to combine to combine the uh, adventure elements, the mystery elements, the horror elements, um, but still make it fun and not yeah. necessarily as like stressful or upsetting as yeah. like, us could be sometimes. Uh, right. I thought that was really impressive. Uh, yeah. Just top notch filmmaking. As far as I saw it on IMAX. Did you get to see it on? on I IMAX? didn't see it on IMAX. I just saw it. It is worth it. It is worth it. Yeah. Yes, it was incredible to see on, on IMAX. Um, now that I know shot. that, now that I know, like, <clears throat> I saw people posting on my like Instagram story. They're like, "You got to see this IMAX." So yeah, 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 I've seen that too. Um, I do have an IMAX theater near me, and now that I kind of like, now that I've already seen it, like, I would go watch it again because I went and watched it solo. So like, I would take someone to go see it with me, and then maybe go see it at IMAX that time. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a really, really good movie. Um. There were some early reviews, I haven't read them, but, you know, on social media calling this movie, like, divisive. And if that's giving you pause at all, where you're like, oh, this movie's divisive, like, I might hate it. I don't think you'll anyone who is paying attention to the movie will hate it. Like, maybe if all the, like, extra layers don't click for you, you might come away with, oh, well, that was a good time or something. And it might not, like, hit you deeply. But I don't think normal moviegoers will hate this movie unless you're one of those people who like is addicted to cinema sins type criticism. Oh. But unless do, you're one of those. We don't, we don't speak the, their name around here. We can't, yeah, we can't like... bring that bad juju into this place. <laughs> Otherwise. Yeah. I think, I think it's a great movie that, yeah, maybe what, if you're going in expecting a horror film, that's going to like make you jump or like scare you constantly. It doesn't really do that. It has good suspense and like good chase scenes and um, there are some like 
things that I would say horrify are horrifying if you're a normal person. For me, I like horror films. So usually when the scary stuff happens, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, I'm mm -hmm. like that sicko.jpg, the guy in the window who's like, yes. yes, yes. So that was me during some of the parts of the movie. But um, yeah, I don't want to, the less you know, the better. If you haven't seen the most recent trailer, don't watch it because I think it actually gives away a little too much. So don't watch the most recent trailer and just go see the movie. Hmm. That's, that's my Did you guys see any of the San Diego Comic Con trailers? Let's I've see. I've seen some of the Marvel ones, yeah. Yeah, I watched the <laughs> show. I haven't seen Black Panther. I watched the Ring of Power, <clears throat> Lord of the Rings one, and I thought it looked really good. That show looks so um, good. Yeah, I heard everyone's talking about the Black Panther one, so I need to watch that for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of any of the other ones I've heard people talking about a lot. I watched the She-Hulk Attorney at Law trailer, which, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm going to watch that. I think it looks fun. Yeah. yeah. Is it yeah. comedic? What's like the tone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's comedic. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I mean, the trailer opens up and like, so she's Bruce's cousin. Um, I can't remember she Hulk's name right now, but uh, she's Bruce's cousin. He's like training with her on what looks like an island. So there's a. I like when they let um Bruce Banner be funny because I liked like I liked how he was in Thor Ragnarok a lot. Like I thought he was really yeah. funny. He kind of has that Tony Shalhoub like nervous funny energy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and I, I like that. So there's some of that going on and then uh, they send, oh, we have a lot of uh, Spanish speakers in the chat. I'm sorry. I don't think we can turn on su uh, Spanish subtitles right now. Um, if I figure out how to do that, maybe I'll add them to the YouTube version later, but apologies for that. Um, so yeah, the, uh, and then she becomes basically like a superhuman lawyer. Like she's going to represent superheroes in court, I think. And they had a bunch of different little cameos in the trailer. One's Abomination from, and I think it's the same actor that played it in the Edward Norton one. Didn't Abomination yeah, and, and, go up in the Edward Norton one? Shang-Chi. Oh, he's in Shang-Chi. Yeah, oh, Shang okay. So he's and, in and the Edward Norton one. But... Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he he's reappearing in it. And I can't remember the name of this villain. He's only in there for a second. And is Hawkman DC? Yes. Okay, never mind. He just looked like the little like whiny villain from Hawkman Attorney in Law, but it must not be him because that's a different thing. But anyway, so yeah, oh, it looks Birdman? like Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. <laughs> Wait, that's, that's also not Marvel. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. There's too many bird men in general, dudes with wings going on up in this joint um but yeah uh so i'm not sure who that guy was supposed to be someone who's more tapped into the comics will definitely know and correct us later um but yeah it looks fun they all titania i did uh, look her up she's she's like supposed to be her main antagonist but she just looks cool like she's like a, a strong lady who breaks through a wall and she's in like a rodeo girl garb is what it looked like with like lots of fringe <laughs> and stuff so Sounds yeah cool to me. yeah yeah, I'm gonna watch that oh, one. Probably. I'm definitely excited about Blade. Like, yes. I, we didn't show anything, but like, honestly, out of the new phase, that was the only one that I was like, I want to see that. Like, I liked I, the originals. Like, those came out when I was a kid, and Wesley Snipes was like so good in those. So back, right? It's Wesley Snipes again, right? It's no, it's Mahershala no. Ali, isn't it? Yeah, Mahershala Ali. I mean, I don't know where I why I thought Wesley Snipes is gonna be in it. Maybe I made that up. Not as the. Not as the main character, Blade, but I was Oh, I think there was an earlier teaser that had a sound clip or something that sounded like his voice in it. And so I think I remember people talking about maybe Snipes is uh, appearing in some capacity, but I'm not sure. 
Honestly, um, Mahershala Ali is an amazing casting for that role. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm 100% there for it. Yeah. Um, I wonder, I don't know how they put Wesley Snipes in it, but that would really make me very happy. On the yeah. Outside. Yeah. Very happy. And now I want to watch Blade right now, but anyway, yeah. we won't do that. Is it Blade really 1 or is it Blade 2 where he talks about trying to like ice skate up a hill? It's Blade 1. It's Blade 1. He has good singers. There are so many good singers in those movies. How does Blade only have a 57% on Rotten Tomato? That's like pissing me off right now. Because people are wrong and they Yeah, I was like, dude, that movie, I remember. I mean, to be fair, the second one is better. So, yeah, actually, I do kind of remember that. To be honest, I like need to rewatch them. All I remember was lots of violence. Right. Really liking it as a kid, which I yeah, watching it as a kid. I'd I'd say the the first one is solid, second one's pretty good because that's Guillermo del Toro. The third one's awful, but um, which one's the one where like he goes to Moscow? I just remember there being like a snow scene or something. Might be the the third one is the one that had Ryan Reynolds basically playing Deadpool before he was Deadpool. Poor Um, Ryan Reynolds, like before he really took off. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I vaguely remember Ryan Reynolds in it. And that's actually the movie on the set of that movie, if I remember right. Someone basically said, like, you would be perfect to play Deadpool. And, and then he had to like, wait like 20 years. And they gave him like a bunch of Deadpool comics. And yeah, it took yeah. Yeah. Interesting. How funny. Hmm. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. Last, last bit of uh, kind of news stuff. This did uh, come out of Comic Con. So even though Keanu Reeves did not get his uh, Spike Spiegel treatment, he is getting his anime, which, um, I don't know, I'm kind of excited about this a little bit. I know nothing about this comic, which is it's pronounced Berserker, but it's spelled B-R-Z-R-K-R, all caps. Berserker. Uh, I think Berserker. it's Berserker. Yeah, you have to yeah. pronounce it like you're a metal singer. <laughs> Berserker. Um, Production IG is going to be producing a, an anime spinoff. And it's supposed to also get a television show um, that will run, I think, for two seasons. But in this, I mean, the main character looks exactly like Keanu Reeves. He's uh, credited as far as, like, the comic itself. But he's an immortal warrior, and he fought through 80,000 years in his own known only as B, which automatically means I can't call this anime B because there was already a Netflix anime called B the beginning, so they'll have to call it something else. But yeah, um, I don't know. Production ID does good stuff as far as like quality of their animation is concerned. Keanu Reeves has more charisma than like most of us combined. Like just seems like genuinely a very good human being. Um, Sure, I'll try it out even though I think the plot sounds pretty, you know, like stock anime action plot but i mean maybe keanu reeves will carry it he did fine in um uh, cyberpunk right i mean he genuinely uh, is i think the best part of that right but yeah that <laughs> was like unfortunately cyberpunk shit the bed god that was so sad that should have been so good yeah i mean he was great in the objectively wonderful fourth matrix film though so I want to I want to make sure I, I shout that out. You guys are not fighting about the Matrix today. Uh, I no. God, I was so disappointed by that movie. I was so sad. I think it's because they went too campy on it. Like oh, okay. it was so dark and serious. 
the the early ones were so dark and serious and then they were like well let's just be kind of funny with it and i was like nah dude i haven't seen it so i cannot even like split the tie on this at all lindsay i think you'd be on james's side because like like, weird stuff so like like, oh that's not that bad or i kind of vibed with it and i was like no it was serious we were in the matrix it wasn't pleasant people have tubes forcing them and were part cyborgs it's not a laughing matter. So, <laughs> yeah. Serious. You know what else isn't a laughing matter, Jackie? What? What? Episode three of Made in the Abyss. Ooh, transition. So hey. I, you, you set them I, up, but I'm just going to knock them down. The first episode, they're going to like open up with a girl being like sexually assaulted. I was just yeah. like, why the fuck am I watching this show? Like, right. that's literally what I was thinking. I'm like, I've been waiting for the second season to come out. Why the fuck am I watching this show? Yeah. Oh, we lost Jackie for a second, but I think she's going to load right back in. I'm going to say that, that Maiden Abyss finally made her, made her yeah. say no. Yeah. Um, oh, now she's joining. Okay, I got you. Jackie, I got you. I don't know what happened, but you're in here twice. My internet went out for a hot second. Oh, that's weird. So I have two Jackies in here, but I've just pulled the other one. So if you look down. Oh, there there she is. She left, actually, right after you said that. How did... That's weird. <laughs> okay. That's uh, my Matrix for... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, like, I just was so excited for this to come back. And then, um, I don't know, the first episode, I was just like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. I you guys have already talked about the first and second episode, so maybe we don't want to recap all that. But uh, yeah, yeah. But, but it's important to know like what your tone is going into this episode. Like you watch those two, and you're like, mm, and then this happened, right? So I think it's interesting because you guys have watched watched this broken up. So for you guys, it's like depressing. But I have a whole week. Depressing. Now I, have a whole week. I watched all three of those episodes back to back, and like yeah. I went to bed and I was like, I don't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was. But- it was like I just watched like this girl getting sexually assaulted by this like disgusting like overweight repulsive person, and then he tortured her and like burned her head and stuff. And I was like, mm. and then uh, honestly, the second one, I, don't, I was kind of like on my phone and not even paying attention that much because, and I just remember they like cut into something and it had hair, and they're like going down. And I was like, okay, it's well, probably better you weren't paying really close attention to that because right. they. They definitely stuffed hair inside a dead animal's buttholes, and then they had to open up the buttholes, and they found the hair inside, and it was like, why? Good, I'm glad I wasn't (laughs) I was on my phone, I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but it's like weird creature stuff, which like, the creatures are cool, but for me, doesn't really do much, you know? So I'm really happy I was on my phone for that. (laughs) Dude, what is up with this guy and like, the weird, like, sexual undertone? It's so fucking weird, I'm over it. Like, yeah. Honestly, the most, so then, like, this episode, mm-hmm. honestly, this episode, I was kind of like, okay, well, now I'm getting kind of intrigued, right? Um, yeah. I don't know, maybe James wants to break down everything that happens, but, like, this, this actually, we get to understand this, what's going down in the abyss a little bit more, you know what I mean? Yeah, we kind of get, we kind of get a better idea of the society, of this yeah. really screwed up village. Um, so the person I have on, or person, thing, creature, that uh, I have he, on- he's a, He is apparently a fart cloud that has been <laughs> stuffed into a puppet suit, so- He doesn't I say sure he's farts. That. He doesn't say he's farts. <laughs> James, don't look at me like that. He says that he's a being made of scent. He could smell like anything, not necessarily- Okay, but not necessarily a butthole. 
but probably a butthole. <laughs> okay, so okay? maybe he smells like a Glade plug-in. He's the only nice-smelling thing in the abyss, so I, I guess, except for Nanachi's fur. I yeah. just want to make sure I understand. So all of these hollows are yeah. people who were explorers and tried to come down into the abyss, um, just like, uh, gosh, what's the little girl's name? It starts with an R. Rico. Rico, like just like Rico, right? And they got turned into hollows. And they I get think turned so. into whatever their their deepest desire is or something, right? Like a reform of it, right? Yeah. Which, which... What the fuck is this guy's deepest desire if he's a fart cloud or scent or whatever the hell he is? So the implication there is that almost all of them, except for this guy who's, as James said, a fart cloud, um, all of their physical forms are extremely like phallic or they look like they are really phallic. or they look like vaginas or something like that which would you would presume means they're just like sexually obsessed which i'm not like how much are we supposed to read into that like why why would all of them be that way none of them look like food i love ice cream you stuck me yeah. down there if i'm gonna look like my deepest desire i'm gonna look like a ben and jerry's chunky monkey can okay because that's my favorite it's so good that's what I would be. Um, but according to the creator of this, all these folks who ended up here, their darkest, deepest desires are weird sexual things like wanting to have, I know we have a picture of this. Yeah, okay. Ka Kaja's body is made of smells. Um, and that too bad looking. No, that one's just, you know, they're selling what looks like charms and trinkets and stuff. Um, I, I have a theory about about why there's so many dicks, dick, dicks and vaginas, but we can go okay. here in a second. Okay, yeah, there's well. the one that just like a a car, like a he reminded me of a, a yoga mat, and then he likes things crawling on him. Yeah, okay. yes, He's not super sexual. Yeah, and, he just wants to be a mattress, you know? Or yeah, something. yeah, and have little things crawl on him, which and yeah. that are soft and cuddly and cute. Which on like this this guy, this guy's got issues. <laughs> but Sabasa here likes the uh you know tubes passing the through the body he's a, he, he's a living catheter monster and i'm you know not even going to stick on on that one too long because to be honest like i have um what is that tryptophobia or whatever yeah. i don't like porous things those things kind of gross me out and that monster there was like a thing full of tiny holes and then he's just passing things through his tiny holes i'm like that's oh, i didn't disgusting. even think of that until you said it and now i don't like that thing oh. yeah yeah so we're gonna stay with with mattress coon here and his weird armadillos yeah Ooh. mattress coon um but obviously the, the most horrific thing of this episode was when that i mean that guy was pretty bad that guy was pretty bad the slicing it looks like dude. a dick yeah i was like why are you slicing up people but this the the most horrific thing was that when we're not showing it by the way for listeners we're not showing what happens to the creature but jackie go ahead and talk yeah about the it. little pink dude yeah who, why did he squeeze the little rabbit guy? I forgot it starts with an M. Minion. Where his like, guts came out of his butt, which like, and his eye popped out, which I was just like, I mean, I understand they're hollows and maybe. Like they, they're not fully sentient yeah, anymore, I don't think. Like, you know that's a living creature. So I was kind of like, why would it do something like that? But then it was like, kind of like the repercussion was like, extremely fucking ridiculously harsh um when the yeah. balancing like, begins yeah which they they killed him in the end right he was yes oh yeah they tore oh, they, yeah. They, they, they ripped his life savings out of his butthole and then yeah. they tore him into pieces 
until nothing remained except for his weird dick arm, which the one with the vagina face took so he can stuff it into his own mouth. Um, okay, let's be presumably. Honest. Presumably, this image did not even hit until right now. Yeah, it was it was delayed for me as well when I first I'm watched the episode. Sure. I can't even believe that this is an image from the anime. Like this honestly, is... we should tell Margot to screen cap that for. <laughs> I don't think we. You, I'm wondering if our YouTube is going to get pulled. Like this I'm, is just... I'm just like this is so bad. Yeah, and the pink guy even looks like a little little. Yeah, this looks like a, this looks like a flesh dildo now. It's yeah. kind of interesting because with his triangle mouth, the vagina mouth also looks like a penis, and so there's like, you mean like up here where it's yeah. So it's the, the shape of it looks. There was straight a little blue creature who looked just like a dick that was like yeah. in the bottom, and I was like, why is this like so? I want to hear James's theory then. Like, why do you think they look like this? Okay, so um, my theory, or at least the 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 way that I'm I'm trying to sort of interpret the way uh, the way that the story is handling a lot of its themes, um, and it, uh, it kind of comes back to what we saw at the beginning of the season, right? Where, um, oh my gosh, her name just just flew out of my head, um, Voiko, where okay, Voiko yeah. is being um, assaulted by that man. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I will, I will give the show credit for. And, and it's maybe one of the only things that's keeping the weirder parts of it in a context that I'm, I'm still comfortable with is that it, it never really frames the, um, the abuse that the children are going through in a way that I would consider to be um, positive, you know, like it, it, the, the people that commit these acts are always framed as, I mean, morally ambiguous at best, right? Like with the way that um uh, Ozen treats her her um, her servant, um, yeah. and the way that the adults treat the kids at the at the orphanage, and then at worst you have like Bondrude, or you have what happens in this episode of Mania, where it seems to me that when it comes to the children, the children are always framed as being very innocent, very you know pure, right? Uh, Reg kind of obviously has a little robot thing that gets excited sometimes, but he's never like been abusive or creepy or leery toward Rico, right? He's never been, right. you know, inappropriate. inappropriate. Uh, whereas the the adults are the ones that have been. The adults are the ones that will, you know, violate the children, that will exploit them, that will abuse them. Um, and the show, I don't think, has framed that as good. I, I think it has, in different circumstances, framed it as compelling in the same way. I mean, we talk about how with Nope, right? Where people have, for whatever reason a certain predilection towards looking at things that they know are bad, right? Looking at violence, looking at death, looking sometimes at anime kids getting their, their buttholes uh, poked or whatever. And it's, it, so I, I think the show isn't like completely innocent, but I do think it is kind of making a clear delineation between the kind of sort of, non-motivated violence, the violence of nature, right? Where the animals and the, the plants and stuff that hurt the kids, they're not bad. They're just, that's just how nature works, right? Okay. Um, yeah. But when the adults bring their twisted sense of either morality or lust or whatever, that's when it becomes corrupted, whether it's with Vueco and, and her abuser or whether it's with, whether it's with the way that Bondrude is able to justify the the horrible things he does to the kids for the sake of the science. And so my theory, and I have 
no idea this is going to bear uh, any kind of semblance to what actually happens in the story, is that I think the author is kind of getting at it's the the adults, you know, the the actual explorers, because normally kids aren't supposed to come down this far. They don't become explorers until they're adults. The adults are are very driven by their most primal, selfish, self-centered desires, right? They're, and when they have the opportunity to become these id monsters, that's kind of what is expressed, where, you know, you have things that are driven purely by, you know, physical pleasure or, or whatever kinks they have. And I, I think, like, for instance, we see um, uh, Fapita near the end of the episode, the Princess of the Hollows. Yeah. Um, and I think with some of the other creatures, I think maybe the implication is that those are the, the more childlike ones, right? Where they're the things that drive them, the things that motivate them, like with Nanachi, are not corrupted by lust or corrupted by their fetishes or whatever. It's, it's more about love. Where, you know, Nanachi didn't turn into a dick monster, she turned into a fluffy, cute little rabbit that, you know, is sort of a, a testament yeah, to... The, the phallic-looking pink dude also had, like, this weird, hairy, saggy ass. I don't know if you... <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a picture of it, but uh, yes, yeah, I remember his butt. Why are they making this thing just, like, not cute? And <laughs> um, but if you think about it, like, probably the guy who is sexually assaulting, um, like, the young girl that we saw in episode one, he probably ended up looking something like that, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's kind of what James is getting at, is that um, the the explorers that turned into these very like sexually motivated um, hollows were adults who were corrupted in some way already. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to like draw them all with that brush though, because while I, I do think there is still to some degree, like a kind of playfulness to how he's using the imagery here. So while the pink one was disgusting and gross and it squished the poor little rabbit creature until his butthole popped out. And I don't know why they needed to do that because that's again, like also a weirdly specific horror thing that I feel like I've thought about before where you could hug something too hard. And then yeah, also like oh, not, not something. Yeah. Yeah. Also, popped out. Was like, oh, yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know how like far off topic this is. I have a childhood story that kind of relates to this a little bit in a way. It didn't involve me, but it involved uh, my sibling. And he he's three years younger than me. And we were staying with my grandma and there was a frog and he poked at the frog with a stick just out of curiosity. And he got it in the eye and the eye came out and he just like was de completely distraught over the whole thing. And obviously this happened maybe when I was like, like six so maybe he was like four or something like that and we still remember this story because it was traumatizing and so yeah. when this happened i was like oh my god flashbacks i didn't ever i didn't witness it i've only been told about it i wasn't like out there at the time when it happened but anyway um yeah so i mean there is sort of i think some tonal things about you know just wanting to gross us out in ways we didn't know would gross us out until we saw it and we're like oh god i think there is some like kind of playfulness to the designs even though they're sexual in nature that makes them seem less threatening like we have all these creatures that look like like dicks and stuff like that but never at any point while during the episodes was i concerned that something bad was going to happen to rico or something like some hentai level gross stuff 
Yeah. That, that never really occurred to me. Um, so they still seem like vaguely Muppety or uh, Fraggle Rock kind of <laughs> kind of levels of even though they look like dicks. Um, so I think there's some of that. But then I do think we get into when the barter system stuff is introduced is when things get like more sinister. And like if I go back to um, Haja here. I don't even remember how that balancing like the thing lived so why would it take its life that thing's life like i don't understand how that balance worked yeah so james correct me if i'm wrong but this is how i interpreted it so that it made sense to me it's like they have this barter system and you can only barter for equal value right um certain things have more value than others um and like here kaja's explaining about how like child's eyes skin or fat or whatever have really high value which is again creepy and kind of pedophilic in nature. And I, I, I did not oh, like that, but, but um, so they didn't barter with, uh, is it Menyan? Menya. Menya. They didn't barter with Menya, right? So Menya had value. They didn't know how much value Menya had and they didn't agree to trade Menya. So the pink thing damaged Menya without like them agreeing to it. And so, then they asked, well, how much is that creature worth? You know, that's how they were going to decide how much the pink thing needed to pay for what it did. And Rico says that, um, well, it's invaluable. You can't put a price on it. It had, you know, that's how much it means to me. I couldn't ever sell it. And so apparently the equivalent to hurting or, you know, potentially destroying something that is invaluable is your life and so then the balancing happened and it was just torn limb from limb because that was the only way to make it fair yeah i think james is that yeah i think so i mean yeah like, it, it wasn't very clear no it's all, it's all very abstract she has more value and because she she's a human child and she has more value i guess in the ecosystem than the other one yeah the phallic pink dude yeah yeah, that seemed incredibly fucking harsh to do to a living thing. Though I know that they're not quite... I don't... Like, this this dude, the puppet dude, he seems, like, really sentient to me. Yeah. Like, the little kids who have been turned into mushy, bone-crawly things, like, they don't seem super sentient to me. Or maybe that's just what I fucking tell myself so I don't have fucking nightmares at night. Um, right, because that, like, opens up questions about uh, Mitty, right? Yeah. Which I'm like, I never want to think Mitty was conscious and aware of what was going on with her. Yeah. Like, crying on the inside. So, I mean, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I was well, like, I, I think with Mitty, what we're, what we're to understand is that um, because of Bondrud's elevator, because of Bondrud's device, because if you remember, you had a whole bunch of hollowed test subjects yeah. at the bottom of his pit. And, yeah. and I think with Mitty, she has less of herself was there. And yeah. there, there's the implication that there was a part of her that was still there because she could reach out to Rico when she had yeah. that dream. Um, yeah. But I think less of her was there because of how much of, I guess, her energy or whatever, her 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 spirit was used or transferred when it comes to Nanachi's uh, transformation. Okay. So yeah, she might have had some semblance of her personality still left, but not not to the same level as Nanachi and um, Nanachi and yeah, the this uh, Kaya, the fart person, seemed to be about at the same level. 
And I think they said that them being hollows is some sort of like abstract agreement in with the area that they're in too, which, you know, I don't fully understand the logistics of, but when Rico, Reagan and Nanashi got there, Nanashi talked about how there's not like a force field or something in this village. And Kaya kind of explained that like the blessing that they've received is like they get these bodies that, you know, represent them or whatever. And they're, but they're protected from, yeah. I don't know, like, other dangers in the area so they're able to just kind of like live out that way it doesn't seem like they need to eat or drink or any of that other kind of stuff like they present food to to rico who eats it like an idiot um, right. she she's just like every fan of this series yeah <laughs> she's like you know what it's disgusting and it makes me feel awful but i'm, I'm not gonna get anything like this anywhere else so i'm gonna keep going back for seconds yeah. Yo, what's up with the gross food? I don't get it. That seems like just a whole nother like. Yeah. This the, the writer of this is like I'm questioning his. I'm questioning him. <laughs> like I think that's I don't like, Um. I mean, I get. I get it. There's validity behind being like, you know, subversive know, and gross like, just for the sake of it. Disgusting. Like I think that there's some validity behind that. That it, adults are gross and like and strangely focus on sex and stuff like that. When like you're a child, you're just in a much pure mindset. Like, I think that that there's, there's validity behind that argument, but it's also just like, why does it have to be like shoved in your face so much? And there's just a lot of really, really dark things that happen. I'm just like, man, yeah. I thought now and then here and there was probably one of the darkest animes I've ever fucking seen. And this is like surpassing it by like a mile now. Uh, King Hamdo is like, top tier craziest villain all time like from now and then here and there yeah uh, yeah oh my gosh and yeah. i when i i saw that show actually assaulting a child too and like i yeah. think by like multiple yeah. people like i was just like this is just that's some real shit the thing that was about was it kind of had a positive ending like i just feel like this it is like, like, how long do i have to watch this shit yeah you know, well, i don't want to watch it <laughs> so, sorry that's my two cents yeah um, yeah, I'm, I would like to, I don't know when the next time it'll be that they'll encounter people. I mean, we, we do get a glimpse of, um, uh, sorry, James, what's her name again? The princess. Uh, Faputa. Faputa, yeah. We do get to see, like, Faputa at the end of this, and she shows up with a, isn't she, like, riding on a giant hollow of some kind or something? Like, she wasn't by herself, I think. You know who we haven't talked about at all is like the group that's about to go down there, and they're all going to turn into fucking hollows. Oh, so you're talking? Are you talking? You're talking about? Uh, I always mess up her name too. Voico. Voico. Yeah. So the interesting thing about that is that's happening in the past. So like that's not currently happening. That's so this girl is that girl. Probably. It's at least with the we get a crossfade in this episode where. It, it transitions straight from Faputa to um, um, the 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 little girl that went along with Waco. Yeah, the, the little tribal girl. Yeah. 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 So yeah, some so, this the, I feel like this village is related to that ex ex um exhibition expedition in some way. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, so that kind of I didn't know that was in the future or in the past. Yeah. I that they were going to meet actually like I was like no. oh, wow, they're going to meet 
Oh wow! Yeah. So when they when they got to the island, um, it's sort of implied that they're one of the first organized groups to ever go down there. Like that was the first because there wasn't a big city around the abyss or anything yet. It was all still like jungle and everything. And since then, you know, all these people have come and settled around it and created this whole um, like city around it since then. So yeah, we don't know exactly what fate they're going to run into. And um, I think I read in the uh, A and forums that this is unique to the anime, the way that they've lined this up. Like, the story is the same, but in the manga, you get, like, the full story of Waco and her group, like, in one big chunk, and the anime is instead, like, teasing it out for us, which I think is better, because it just makes, like, the plot a little more interesting yeah. to kind of figure out how yeah. it fits together. Yeah. Oof. Well... Yeah, that's always good when an adaptation actually... When there's enough material that an adaptation can actually make some kind of informed choices about well how can we because uh, attack on titan did that too i know with um season three where they yeah. re reordered a lot of stuff because it made more sense for you know an anime versus you know the the manga format and so yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i'm just like gosh i just hope i can stomach this because yeah it's really it's been really unpleasant to watch. I hate to say that, but it's just like, it just hasn't been very fun. Like, I, yeah. I, I really like, and maybe again, it was because I had to watch all of it in one sitting, but yeah. I was just like, oof, I don't, I don't like this. Right I now. mean, for me, the, the scene with poor Menya getting squished is that that's probably right up there with um, Rico's arm getting all jacked up in season yeah. one yeah. with, um, and someone, it's funny because someone on Twitter or, or maybe it was the, the the forums, I can't remember. Someone was making a comment about how, like, you know, like, you've seen, like, the show do gross stuff before. I don't know why this is any different. And for me, it's, like, when I see, like, Red get his hand cut off and, like, get attached to, like, a pee-sucking machine and stuff, like, yeah, that's gross. But that's also so completely, that's, like, David Cronenberg levels of, like, that's not going to happen to a person, you know, realistically, right? Like, I, I'm not going to get my arm like jacked up by a, a poison monster thing so that it has to get like broken. Like that that's, yeah. it's gross, but it's not super relatable. But like you said, yeah. the, the thing with mania, um, like that's the kind of thing where it's like, I, like I could imagine I had to hug my cats because I was like, I could imagine, you know, like if you're like a, if a little kid gets a hold of a kitten and squeezes yeah. it too hard. And it's, it's like, Oh, I had to, I had to pause it. So I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you, Jackie. It's, I, I love this show, but it, it, it's not making it's going out of its way to make itself unpleasant um, yeah yeah i'm just like two year eternity was a little bit like that for me to be honest and i kind of gave up on it um it was just like it, like I, I was just like i don't really want to be sad all the time and then people are like you know ask me for anime movie suggestions all the time and i'm always like you know like asylum voice is like probably one of the stronger movies i've seen but i'm also like i'll never watch it again you it know so like flat, yeah yeah, it's just like for me, I don't really, I just, I, I was the type, I don't like watching horror movies either. Like, I just don't like feeling like that unless I have to. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense at all. Um, no, it does. Like, I don't actually seek out like uh, uh, tearjerker dramas, like at all. Like my, like my mom will, she loves that kind of stuff. So she'll like recommend something to me where she's like, oh, Lindsay, you know, it's a true story. And, you know, it's just... You just have to see like what this person went through to be with it. I'm like, no, I no, I don't. I'm sorry yeah. they went through that. That sounds like it was really hard. Um, I don't want to cry for two hours. So 
horror movies don't usually make me cry. Like horror movies, I guess to me, that's kind of like most of the time it's a, Ooh, ha 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 sort of thing. Like you laugh afterwards cause they got you. Yeah. So I, it's a, a different kind of like endorphin sort of thing, but I won't, especially if there's animals involved, you know, like there's a, I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast before, like that movie, like Marley and me, it's got like Owen Wilson and like that dog dies at the end and I don't need to watch. I know. Yeah. I don't need to get attached to this dog for two hours just so it can sacrifice itself for something in some way so it can cry when they have to put it down. Like I don't need it. No, stop. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, uh, well, I'm interested to see the 27th is when the new one comes out. Right. So that's in a couple days. Yeah. 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 No worries. It's gonna it's gonna be well, fun. It's gonna be fun. I'm I'm hoping that because they'll be spending most of the episode maybe introducing Faputa here, that it'll be a little lighter on the um on the weird sexual content. But who knows? I, I want I want to I want someone to get a soundbite specifically of Lindsay saying that, just so we can come back in a week and see how that held up, just to see if 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 we got if we got cursed we'll be like <laughs> Lizzie, here's your prediction from last week yeah i was gonna follow that up with the fact that we know rico's got horrible indigestion from She's eating the, the bubble guts. Too, and i've seen stuff on twitter about poop so you know she might just oh. have diarrhea like all next episode and that's what we gotta there, deal with there is rico one bit with from diarrhea the, i know there is one bit oh, from no. the manga that i will be genuinely sh and I say this knowing everything that managed to get on screen already, but I will be genuinely shocked if it if it makes it to the anime because it was one of those things where I was like, I'm going to not read the manga anymore because I feel like the anime will not do this as much. Yeah. So we'll see if that shows up, but uh, I don't know. So do either of you read the manga or no? I stopped right around here. I haven't read any of it. I heard that it's just, you know, like, the stuff that's in this, but like turned up to 11. And I'm like, I don't need it turned up to 11. It's already a lot. So it's already at a 10.5. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely like, oh, I'm over it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe something really, I'm, I'm not going to like this episode was interesting to see like the hollows in the world. And then I'm like, okay, what's happening? You guys talking about like maybe like more, um, for lack of a better word, people who are more evil turning into more like phallic and sexual things is like, I'm like, okay, like then maybe, I don't know. Like, I mean, I didn't feel terrible when that phallic guy died, but it did seem really <laughs> fucking harsh. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I was like, okay, like honestly, I was like, well, take like his skin or something or take his, his, his arm, you know, like that take his dick arm. He doesn't get to have his yeah, dick arm anymore. Yeah. No more dick arm for you. Uh, a saggy hairy butt but like i was just like um and then it was screaming mama which was like super fucking disturbing yeah I that shit yeah that, that was one thing that really bothered me about attack on titan which i actually never discussed this i think they scaled back significantly in the final season the first two seasons and maybe even a little bit of the third remember it was like anytime anyone would come across a titan they would they would just start like shitting and pissing themselves and they would turn into a baby. Like they'd be like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I was like, well, I don't know what I would do if I was getting attacked by a Titan, but it like bothered me that that was like, do you guys remember that? Like they kind of like no. every single reaction to a Titan, them being one and one with a Titan meant that they immediately reverted to being like a baby. And I was kind oh, of like, like when they're on like about to be eaten or something yeah. like that. 
and it like at first it was very horrifying right yeah right. but then it was like they were doing it so much that it was like bothering me like you know what i mean i was just like okay yeah. like you guys are almost like exploiting people's like having a, a breakdown before their death like you right know, like it was yeah. like like give them a little bit of dignity which like at the beginning like was so shocking because their deaths were so undignified it was so awful you know right in the final season, I can't remember seeing that once. Yeah, I don't recall anything like that from the most I think because everyone is so traumatized, right? Like, at this point, all of them have, like, maybe, they've, yeah, maybe they've gone through true. hell and back. So this, yeah. they're shell-shocked, you know? They're, 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 they're completely... At that point, yeah. Because yeah. I swear, go watch the first couple seasons, and it was like every time someone would be getting almost killed by a titan, it was like they had this sort of reaction like that. And it's very discomforting for me. Yeah. Then when, like, that little thing was screaming mama and, like, running away, I was just, like, it gave me flashbacks to Attack on Titan. Yeah. I don't want to be thinking about that, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, that's why I'm just kind of, like, is this one going to reach the point for me where it's not even, like, enjoyable to watch? I'd, I'd rather watch Birdie Wing, to be honest. Hey, we found our in. Nothing we like this in. happens in Birdie Wing. I can tell you nothing like this happens in Birdie Wing. It's just shenanigans up and down. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm sure nothing like this happens. In I Birdie mean, there Wing. is the one episode where the main character uh, hits a golf ball so hard that she prolapses an opponent. No, runs. no, what? James, that doesn't happen. No. What? I, was I? I don't know. I might have been on the wrong streaming site. I might yeah, have to I double think check. Maybe you were. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this seems like of the offerings this season, this is probably, I mean, as divisive as it is, yeah. one of the best shows. It's, the season is pretty bare. I mean, we can try also checking out um, Call of the Night, which is supposed to be really good as far as like a, a slightly sexy vampire rom com show. That's um, going to be mildly fetishistic. That's like a walk in the park as far as compared yeah. to the Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, sexy biting. That's, you know, but yeah. that's all vampires, really, right? Wait, someone in the chat said, I just arrived, and the first words I heard James say is, everyone is <laughs> That's the name of the show. Yeah, it's not, thing in an after, it's not the in and after show anymore. It's just everyone is traumatized. I feel like we talk about trauma way too much on here. It's yeah. like TV and mental health. <laughs> stream at this point but we need to get those uh therapy ads on here again because anyone who's listening to this is watching the same stuff some help after listening but yeah (laughs) did you just watch made in abyss then better help might just be for you oh my (laughs) i am intrigued by the princess and i do want to see what happens to that group i've I really liked the the blonde haired blue eyed scene, blue eyed boy scene where he was like, you know, who you are is all in your eyes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And he was just like He's our little heartthrob, I think, right? Yeah, definitely. But think about it, he's like got a burnt up half of a face. So what the hell has he been through? And how is he so competent? Because it's like I'm sure I'm sh- like everyone is traumatized. Is yes. So it's yeah. like how funny would it be if he ended up turning into the penis? The, the penis. No, <laughs> I would be so sad if that was him. You know what? I could be the scent guy could be the old guy. Uh-huh. Right. Because he's like kind of like sagacious and like leadery a little bit. Like uh-huh. I get those vibes. And secretly like sniffing everyone's socks or something maybe. This is the princess. I wonder if the boy is like the king or if he's like higher up than her. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the little redhead girl is this girl for sure. You think so? I don't think it was the little, little girl. I don't, yeah. for some reason, I don't. The, the little, little girl, they said that she was 
like forced out into the abyss because she couldn't have kids. Yeah, she's infertile. Yeah. yeah, James and I talked about that a little bit last episode. We're like, how do they even know that? That's Should what we... I was like. I was like, how the fuck? I don't know yeah. if there's any good answer to that question. Yeah, there's no good yeah, answer. Because like... I was like, huh? Like, I, I was like very confused. And then, you know, the anime keeps going. You're reading the subtitles. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, did I read that right? And then I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, um, I, I think this is definitely the little redhead girl. I think that um, that the boy is like some higher up version. And then I think that that, uh, that older guy is probably the. But then the question is, how, or, or. Or you know, maybe they all they all came down um and this society already existed. You know what I mean? So that's like, possible too. What, ha- what happened to them? What happened? Yeah. To them? I mean yeah. they all they're all gonna turn to hollow straight up, right? It's weird. Why isn't Rico turning into a hollow? They only that only happens as you're if you go up. As long as she continues going down, the curse won't affect her. But so basically what what they've said and not maybe not said recently is that um they can't return. They don't know of any safe way to actually ever go back up. The kids. They, they were humans and they tried to go up and then they got turned into the hollows, right? Yeah. Well, I was just answering why Rico and them haven't turned into hollows and that's because they oh, haven't tried to yeah. go up. It's because they're still going I didn't down. know that actually. So that's why I was like, why isn't she transforming? So it's when she goes up. Well, and, and the curse is, it's different on every layer, right? And so like in the earlier layers, the curse is more just like you get really sick and puke your guts mm-hmm. out. Or uh, yeah. in the in in layer five with Bonjour, the curse was like uh, they called it like derealization, where like you lose your sense of self and your body starts to like explode on the inside. But I think yeah. the further down you go, the more high, yeah, right? Like, these, these people, these homes. yeah. This is this is the fifth layer that they're at now. I think so. Maybe Bonjour was the fourth layer. No, this is the sixth layer, isn't it? Is it the sixth? Oh, I'd have to go look. Okay, so maybe this is sixth, and then Bonjour okay. was on the fifth. So. We said the early layers, you just get sick, right? And the yeah. twelve is like in some like third or something, right? Or Ish, like yeah, yeah. And then awesome. they get to awesome. Bondrude, and he's like dropping kids into the fifth, and then coming to the fourth. So he's and like the, yeah. even in the fourth, right? Which yeah, we don't, he's like he's like a clone body man. We don't even know what the fuck's going on with that dude, right? Yeah. And then, um, below so below that, how did these people? Well, I guess you said they they all can go that low, but then yeah. it's like come up so these people went to the sixth level or maybe even lower than that and then they just they can't they tried to go back and then it was like yeah you can't go back like it's here and you live in this society or like in this village or you just continue to deteriorate right because when they went to the fourth layer they didn't survive except for the bunny kid yeah nanachi usually they don't survive they like turn into the mushy kids right yeah if they send them up because he was putting them in like an basically an elevator he's like all right i'm gonna drop you down and then i'm gonna pull you back up really quickly yeah Mm -hmm. so i think that like these people would probably turn into those little flesh without any sentience so i think that they're they probably forgot that they're well they know they were humans at one point they probably don't remember like their memories or well kaya does or kaja does the the one that's the ones that's showing them around and everything is the one that is explaining like the history but it's possible that you know the other monsters running around don't remember really anything so kaja remembers he was a man i think so yeah does he remember like his life and his family and stuff oh i don't know we don't don't know we don't really know do i think that they i think like some and this is me again completely conjecturing here i think it's like 
you lose your humanity each time you go up like a layer, right? So it's like I feel like obviously like they've lost like their physical form, but I don't think they really remember much about when they were humans either. They just know that they were, right? Yeah, I think I think or at least Kaja Kaya Kaja knows that they were because he because yeah. he explained to he them can like, explain that they used yeah, to be Yeah, I think they all knew yeah. they were, but they don't. I don't think that they're. Anyway, I just think they've lost their humanity a lot. Like, I, mean, I don't yeah. even think that they remember. Like, it's like Rico right now can remember her mom and all this stuff. But if Rico went down farther, though we all know Rico is going to be the blessed human who somehow comes out of this not changing at all, right? But it's like, I feel like, theoretically, any human who goes more south, but then yeah. comes back up, like, they, like, are probably, like, losing their humanity the more and more they go up. Which kind of introduces questions about uh, Rico's mom. Because, like, we don't know what happened to her. She went down I there. Think she might just be down there and doesn't want to turn into a, a this this crazy. Well, I mean, but even from the beginning of the show, they've yeah. straight up said we don't even know if this we don't even know if this note saying I'm waiting for you is from your mom. Like that's yeah. you're just hoping it is, but we yeah. don't have like we have no way of knowing. Um, yeah. All, all we know is that at some point she's down there, James. Don't even. Well, well, she, we do know that at some point we her. We know that at oh. some point Reg teamed up with with. Um, Liza, uh, but we yeah. don't really know what went down with them. Oh, and why did Reg lose all of his memories? I mean, again, this is the losing the humanity and losing mental capacity. Like but he's also a robot. That's so rules can be might boy. be. He's part boy, so I somehow. think that that could somehow play into the. They'll come up with some weird theory about like that's why he was able to retain his goodness. The one thing that kind of confused me was how they said the bunny kid he was able to keep his form and stay human because they said that the girl tried Mitty tried so hard to protect him or what was the that's kind of i think Mitty Mitty is one of the main reasons why nanachi was able to retain like a sentient form like yeah. it was it, they, they kind of like they don't really give like a really thought I mean, out it, reason it's like love did it you know it's yeah. sort of just and then they're saying that in, instead of instead of her taking on or instead instead of Nanachi taking on their most desired form, Midi was able to project a form for Nanachi that was relatively humanish. You know? yeah. yeah. So here's my question then: Why did why did um, why didn't Bondrud start sending down more pairs? Oh, like after the success he had yeah. with like Midi and Nanachi, 100%. why didn't? Which is fucked. I would never want him to, but I mean, why wouldn't he? You know what I, I, mean? I don't think he needed to because he discovered that Midi's love is what allowed Nanachi to survive the curse. Well, and so you... that's when he moved on to just turning kids into Pez, into Pez pellets. Cause... But, he, but he's still doing that and still experimenting on them, isn't he? And he's turning them into cartridges and stuff. So like, why would Yeah, he... but he, he's turning, he turned them into cartridges because of what he discovered using... Midi and Nanachi in that experiment. What is Bondrude's end goal? Just to understand. So, like, what is Bondrude doing right now? He's as far. I mean, they didn't like destroy all of the bodies that he hops around into. Yeah. So, so what's he up to? I mean, that was one of the things science. I was really annoyed with at the end of <laughs> the movie. I was like, so you guys just left in there to do more torture science? Like, that's what I mean. Like, why isn't he like? 
you guys are like, oh, well, because he got his answer. But, like, he tortures people for fun. Yeah. So why isn't he doing more? So the answer he wanted with, like, Midian and Nachi was he wanted to discover a way that could pro, like, hold off the curse so that he could basically go diving and come back and stuff. And so he got the answer to that question through their bond. And that's how he ended up coming up with the, the suitcases full of body parts deal. Like, that helped him discover that. And so then he moved on to presumably like other experiments like with prushka he's he i still don't understand like he put in a lot of time with prushka you know i'm like he's he i'm surprised he's not making more nanachis like if he like he the guy just likes to fuck with people i mean he might make another one because nanachi he was using her to be an assistant and it also helped him um gain the trust of the children because she was cute and like yeah. she talks about all the guilt you know she has about that so he once you know nanak nanachi escaped he's still connected with her though and they've talked about how he can see what she sees so her doing all this stuff with the lower layers now with reg and rico still benefits him in some way because he can see all these lower layers of the abyss without having to go by himself like uh, nanachi makes a joke in the first episode you know, after Rico takes a dump, like she goes over and like looks at it because she knows Von Druid will see it. She wants to make him look at shit. Um, because she, so that was like he can or Nanachi. He can see through Nanachi, yeah. He has like a connection with her. So so her like what she's doing right now is still to some benefit to Von Druid because it allows him to see things that maybe he wouldn't be able to go down and see and then come up from, even with all of his like children goo suitcases so there's that but he may very well make another nanachi to be an assistant for him while he stays there we're just not focusing on him anymore so we don't know if he is or not i hate bondroid so much yeah i wanted them to explode his whole ladder an anime list worst anime villains of all time yeah not he's on there yeah and now and then here and there guy yeah yeah i'm trying to think of who else you guys ever hear of an anime called Gungrave? Because I was waiting for that. <laughs> there, go. there it is. Arbitrary Gungrave shout out. There and... is a very good villain in it, but ends up being, I don't want to spoil it for y'all, but it's probably one of the most heart-wrenching betrayals I've ever seen. Moving on. All yeah. right. Well, I think that that about wraps up our gross abyss sec, uh, session today. So uh, thank you guys for watching it. Jackie, thank you for sitting through three episodes in a row for this because it was definitely yeah, that was not hard back to back. Like I was like, wow, this is like really heavy shit. Yeah. But I don't know. Someone said, I just hope we get to the healing sooner rather than later. Like I'm kind of at that point. Like it's like I want to see like how these people survive all this fucking trauma. So it gives me some hope, right? Right. And yeah. then I'm like, this is just really sad. Yeah. That's you also true. So yeah. I'm just I'm hoping. In, Somehow in the end, all the people who are turned into little hollows can somehow come back to life. And I don't think it's... Or grow little angel wings and just go up to to little monster heaven, you know. The good thing is that one of the benefits of watching the show is that um, in the manga, this entire village of uh, the hollows arc took years just because the manga updates so slowly. Um, and, And so... We won't have to wait that long to hopefully get to some of the healing stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone again for joining us for the A&N After Show. We stream live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. And you can catch the podcast version 
on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcast on Tuesdays. Um, when we're live here, it's YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter Spaces. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.